Specifically, I want to talk about when Jesus taught us to pray. If we go into the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 through 13, and I'm reading from the ESV, it says this, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. When you do pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. In verse 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. In verse 9 he says this, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the book of Luke, chapter 11, verses 2 through 4, we read a very similar account, which Luke actually takes into record uh, of this account, and he also shares the Lord's Prayer with us. And starting from verse 1, and uh, he goes to verse 4, it says this, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. So today in talking about uh, prayer and the Son of God, Jesus teaching us to pray, there are three thoughts that I want to kind of share with you. Number one, prayer is not a natural ability. Prayer is spiritual. And prayer increases our capacity. If I could sum it up into one sentence, I would say this. Prayer decreases our fleshly nature and increases our spiritual capacity. I'll say it again. Prayer decreases our fleshly nature and increases our spiritual capacity. Matthew recorded on his account that Jesus taught, pray then like this. So Matthew was saying that Jesus taught us pray like this. Uh, Luke recorded that one of the disciples actually asked, they, they said, Jesus, can you teach us to pray? Uh, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. So prayer is not a natural ability. You are not born with the ability to pray. You're not born with that. It is not something that's natural. Uh, prayer is something that is learned. As you can see, prayer is something that Jesus clearly had to lay out for us. He said, pray like this or pray in this manner. We can identify in this passage a couple things to examine introspectively, meaning we can look in our own lives and really begin to see something. So number one, uh, Jesus definitely did not champion public prayer. He did not say for people to go out into the public places and pray. He didn't champion that. It's not something that even when he taught the disciples to pray, he did not champion public prayer. Number two, he, he talked about empty phrases. He talked about not knowing what you're saying and reciting was not what Jesus promoted. Like things that you heard 
or, or something that, that maybe uh, a phrase or a term that you heard or saw somewhere and you repeat it not knowing fully what it is or what it means or, or the depth it carries with it. Jesus talked about empty phrases. He, he did not, he was not a fan of them. He did not promote it. Prayer is about growth in our Christian walk. When a new church is starting out, a lot of organizations like to make it exciting. You know, we, we may know somebody going to start a church or we may hear of a new church plant going on in the city and, and organizations and, and churches, you know, it, it, they love to make it a very big deal. They talk about it, they, they promote it, you know, it's exciting, people are excited, they wanna go check it out. Uh, however, most new churches are called church plants for a reason uh, because it's kind of boring. Have you ever seen a plant grow? Have you ever sat and watched a plant grow? It's not very exciting. It takes time. You have to plant the seed in the right soil. Uh, you have to water and put it into sunlight and tend to it. And then after a while, you see some growth, but it takes time. This is what our prayer life is like. It is something that grows. It is not naturally uh, there. It doesn't just happen. It's not it's super exciting. Uh, other people might get excited for you. You know, you say, hey man, I prayed for the first time. Or hey, uh, you know, uh, I, I went home and I went into uh, my closet and I just prayed. And some people might get excited about that, but you yourself know that it is a challenge and that there was nothing exciting. You sat down in a room and you did something that you don't naturally do. This is why prayer takes time. It grows in our life. Prayer takes time to grow and it's not the most exciting thing to do as a Christian. Uh, don't wait and try to watch it grow. Tend to it. Meaning, don't sit back and just think, oh, I went to church. Oh, I heard that message. Oh, I, I did this. I did that. I listened to this song. My prayer life is going to grow naturally. That's not what's going to happen. You tend to it. You pay attention to it. You take care of it. Although prayer is not a natural thing or ability in us, it naturally grows when we pay attention to it, when we tend to it. Prayer naturally grows when we tend to it. There are areas of our spiritual growth that take time. Uh, I would say this in, in uh, my second point, prayer is spiritual. Prayer is spiritual. Uh, if you look at the, the prayer that Jesus taught in it, he says, our Father, in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's talking about something that is outside of our context because he says on earth as it is in heaven. So he's implying in this prayer that there are two different places here. Now, we can't buy a ticket and go to heaven. That's not how this works. There is a spiritual realm that Jesus was talking about. And prayer is spiritual. That's why it's not in our natural ability to do. It's something that, that our spirit man grows into because we begin to understand the spiritual aspect of our Christian walk. Uh, Ephesians 6.12 from the ESV says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces, 
forces of evil in the heavenly places. New King James Version says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So Jesus taught us in reference, in this reference, to have a heavenly mindset. In this time that he's saying, when you're praying, have a heavenly mindset, not an earthly mindset. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, having a heavenly mindset. And that's not a hippie vision of people holding hands and singing. That's not what Jesus was, was teaching us. He was teaching us to have the mindset of prayer to consider in our prayer time all that we don't see. Praying that our Father's kingdom come and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven is entirely spiritual. It's something that we step out of our own even comprehension and say, okay, Lord, we want your will to be done, not our will. Leonard Ravenhill said this, notice, we never pray for folks we gossip about. And we never gossip about the folk for whom we pray. For prayer is a great deterrent. Prayer takes us out of our physical, fleshly mindset and into a spiritual one. Ravenhill also said, prayer does not condition God. Prayer conditions us. Prayer does not win God to our view. It reveals God's view to us. Consider it like this. You ever give directions to someone and if everything you said went in one ear and out the other, that person would be still just as lost. If you were explaining, you know, you take this freeway, you make this exit, you go left on this street, you look for these things, and that person was standing there staring at you, totally just not comprehending what you're saying, they would be just as lost, even though they, they tried to talk to you, they tried to get directions from you, they didn't pay attention to what you were saying. So when they leave, it's they're not better off than they were before. If you were a local to the city or a local in the area, you would know the landmarks, you would know the freeways, the streets, you would know what the city layout is like. You would be able to say, oh, if you're trying to make it there by this time, you're not going to make it because of traffic. And that's because you know what's going on. So the reality is like this, when we go in our prayer time and, and we sit and we pray and we're sitting there and we're not really listening to God, we're not really getting direction for our life. We're simply looking and just looking around and things are just, God's trying to share with us and we're not paying attention and we turn around and we walk out of our prayer room or prayer closet or whatever it is you have and, and you're still just as lost as you were before. And you're like, man, this prayer's not working. And it's almost like, well, sometimes you're just not paying attention. And so this is prayer. This is what happens in the spiritual realm. We begin to see what direction God is giving us in prayer. As we pray, we begin to understand what he's saying. Prayer is spiritual because it takes us out of our fleshly mindset and into a place of humility. Prayer increases our capacity. In Matthew, Jesus says that they may be seen by others. 
he, he talks about these certain people when referencing the people that they pray to no avail, meaning they, their prayers are kind of worthless because he talks that they pray that they may be seen by others. And a desire to be seen is not an increase of capacity. A desire to be seen is not an increase of capacity. It's an increase of the flesh, our pride and our ego. This desire to be seen usually comes from a place of a desire to be seen as someone that is spiritually superior. And so if you're spiritually superior in the church setting, it's like this value and you want to put this value on yourself. And the reality is, as Jesus was teaching us, that, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the way they see you. What matters is who you're talking to. Like, are, are you just running your mouth? And so when we look at this, prayer increases our capacity for others. Not to be seen by them, but to be heard by God. A desire to be seen is not an increase of capacity. It's an increase of the flesh, our pride and our ego. Prayer increases our capacity for others. In verse 11, it says this, give us this day our daily bread. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So I want to point out a few words here. Give us our, forgive us our, lead us, deliver us. Jesus did not teach a selfish style of prayer. Consider this, that when you're praying for that new thing you desire, us was formatted to bring about the thought of inclusion. Jesus, when he taught people to pray, when he taught his disciples to pray, he said, forgive us, all of us, lead us, deliver us. And, and even the last prayer Jesus said before his death, before his crucifixion on the cross for us, he literally prayed, Father, forgive them. He prayed for everybody else and not himself. And, and prayer increases our capacity for others. That's how we grow in love for others. Prayer increases our capacity for others. This capacity for others is the essence of ministry. Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. And this is the essence of ministry. Feeding sheep is giving of yourself. If we love Jesus, we pay attention to his flock. We pay attention to those around us, to those that are Christians, followers, believers, uh, uh, disciples, those that follow Christ. We pay attention to them and prayer increases our capacity to see others. Forgiveness is included in this prayer. Did you ever notice that part? Forgiveness is included and our capacity to forgive is, is coupled with our capacity to be forgiven. Our capacity to forgive is coupled with our capacity to be forgiven. Those that have been forgiven of much are able to forgive those that have greatly hurt them. It's, it's a little bit more of a challenge when you look at yourself as being somewhat good or I'm not that bad of a person. I don't need much forgiveness. It's so hard for you to look at others when they hurt you and forgive them because you don't, you don't know what that means to be forgiven and in the depth of it, to know that Christ forgave you, you know, and when we understand that we can forgive others. And Jesus included it in the prayer for a reason. It is in prayer that we can grow in this capacity, this capacity to forgive. As I said earlier, it may take some time. 
Prayer is not a natural ability, and it must be tended to in order to grow. Our capacity for forgiveness and against temptation takes time to grow. It must be tended to. The prayer life must be tended to. We must pay attention to it. And in, in that paying attention to it, we can see our prayer life begin to grow. And along with our prayer life, our capacity of, of spirituality, forgiveness, uh, faith, hope, love, all these issues, all these things that we have, prayer has a way of filtering it out. Jesus gave us this in the beginning when he was teaching us about prayer. He said, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So empty phrases, many words, the things that you think you need to say in a prayer, empty phrases, many words. Jesus gave us clarity on how to pray and what to pray. Don't repeat prayers that you really don't know what you're saying. Don't repeat things just because you think they sound good. Jesus said, understand what you're saying. A highly identifiable characteristic of a Christian is prayer. A Christian that doesn't pray is like a musician who doesn't play any instruments. I'll say that again. A Christian who doesn't pray is like a musician who doesn't play any instruments. Prayer is not a natural ability. Prayer is spiritual. Prayer increases our capacity. Prayer decreases our fleshly nature and increases our spiritual capacity. Prayer decreases our fleshly nature and increases our spiritual capacity.